Just, yeah, the pecs. <laughs> Pectoral muscles. <laughs> Welcome to Life of the Brand. I'm Kevin. He's Tyler. Y'all know where to find us. We'll put them up down here. So uh, let's jump right in. So last week, we talked about social media best practices, or we introduced the topic of social media best practices for business. Mm -hmm. um, if you missed last week's uh, kind of introduction, it was really just get involved. That was the main point. It was the first point um, in kind of this five-point tip sheet that we're going to go through on the best practices yep. for social media for business. So if you didn't watch last week or want a refresher, here are some of the statistics we went over. A few well Research hashtags can do a lot for any given post. 75% of male and 83% of female internet users are on Facebook. 81% of millennials check Twitter once per day. Snapchat on any given day reaches 41% of 18 to 34 year olds. YouTube's mobile sessions alone reach more 18 to 49 year olds than any cable network. So that's where we're kind of starting off from, um, and I think, uh, Tyler, what is our next uh, topic to discuss for social media best practices? So this is a very appropriate one, and I believe a lot of people forget to do it, researching your audience. Yeah. It seems obvious, but people forget to do it, and we have some great examples of big-time brands forgetting to do it, and they take a beating. Research your audience and uh, and their online habits. Right. Know what your audience is doing. In just a few points on that. Um, it, it's it's nice to choose the right network. You don't want to post something that's meant for Twitter on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Your Facebook audience is going to vary very, very differently than... Very, 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 very differently. That confused me. Very differently than what you do on either Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah. whatever, whatever platform you choose to be on. Um, also, you want to post content relevant to your audience. You don't want to... You know, I used this example last week, so I'm going to change it up. Uh, you don't want to be uh, a tennis company and then promote soccer stuff. Yeah, and then again, relevant to last week, use hashtags sparingly and research them when you use them. Don't do what we showed y'all last week and use mm -hmm. 27 hashtags that don't relate to you. So uh, the first example that we have of a big time brand uh, not researching their audience uh, is Entenmann's, the cake maker. Um, they put up a tweet um, a while ago, uh, and this was this was back in 2011, 2012, right around the time when the Casey Anthony trial uh, had just the verdict had just come down. And and the verdict was sure. not guilty, and this it was is already off that, to a great start, as yeah. you can tell. <laughs> and it was, and it was a controversial ruling. And so Entenmann's posted up, uh, "Who's not guilty about eating all the tasty treats they want?" And they hashtagged "Not guilty." And then immediately they said, "Oh, sorry, everyone. We weren't trying to reference the trial in our tweet. We should have checked." Check the trending hashtag first. That's the biggest thing is you can figure out what hashtags are trending, but you have to see what those hashtags actually mean. What's another example we got? So here's a great one that I know all you millennials love. I personally don't have much experience with it, but <laughs> it is a brand called Tinder. It's known as a hookup app. Um, and it's really, really garnered that rep reputation at this point. And but of course not a reputation Twitter would normally want to have, except right. for apparently this one tweet. Tinder, not Twitter. Sorry, Tinder. Yeah. Uh, Vanity Fair actually wrote an article about it, and uh, they mentioned that Tinder was only for hookups. Tinder took it very personally. So, like any well-meaning brand, <laughs> they went on a Twitter rant. And oh, this was before Trump was in office. Um, and basically what they said, and this is, not basically, this is word for word, Tinder users are on Tinder to meet people for all kinds of reasons. Sure, some of them, men and women, want to hook up. 
<laughs> and then they left it there. And well, no. And then right well, after they left, that, yeah. they sent another one out that says, "But we know from our own survey that survey data that it's actually a minority of Tinder users." So, trust Tinder or vanity. <laughs> The, the issue here was obviously in getting with a firefight that they didn't need to get in, and that's a big thing. If well, no you pun are, intended. I'm <laughs> sorry, I had to. If you are a brand online um, who has, you know, some fire coming your way, uh, it's honestly, and I know Twitter is kind of notorious for this, but just let it go. Let it go. Let's move on to the, the, the third tip, which is engage your audience. Um, optimize your profiles for the user experience of your specific audience. Communicate directly with them. Comments, reviews, messages, check-ins, they want to hear from you. Your, cons your customer, uh, your audience, they want to hear from you. That's what social media is for. That's why brands have social media um, plat or social media accounts is, is not necessarily to sell stuff, but it's to sell the brands, to sell the engagement. And this is and how interest. brands learn about what products work, yeah. what customer service doesn't work. Is there a location that's not doing very well? I mean, everything can be done on, um, uh, with your audience on social media. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Facebook's a great example of incorporating all of those in. They, they know everything they need to know off one post because some brands can have so many followers that they can get everything they need to know in one post. And now, typically you can't really yeah. rely on that. So you have to And do you have longer yeah. on Facebook to kind of tell your story, videos, right. photos, all that kind of stuff. So in 2013, with the financial crisis still stinging, um, and <laughs> I'm gonna put this in quotations, the geniuses at JP Morgan <laughs> decided to open up their Twitter page to a Open Q&A, and the last thing you ever, ever, ever want to do on social media is ask people how they feel about no holds your, barred. About your business, especially money. after a giant crisis happens related to money. This one was from a guy named Gorin, and his handle is at Ghost Drone. Should have been a hint right then and there this wasn't going to go well. Yeah. Uh, when will you all go to jail? At JP Morgan. Uh, there was another one here. Where do I send my resume? I'm smart and have very flexible morals. So all kinds of stuff like this, just just blowing off steam. JP Morgan, their mistake here, obviously opening it up to a discussion, which isn't a bad thing to do. But um, I think the the key to that is make sure that you are clarifying it, right. and that you um, you are really in a position of strength rather than a position of weakness. Right. They didn't read their audience. They didn't no. read the relevancy of the of what they were asking, and. They were kind of ignorant to the fact that people weren't going to be mean. I don't know how they could have thought that. I don't know. I hope this yeah. person got fired after they did that. <laughs> Either way, you know, some people say uh, any press is good press. Well, I on social media, very yeah. not true. Social Another good color. example of uh, really not reading your audience and opening yourself up to a world of hurt. Um, do you remember back when Microsoft had um, they, they tried a social media experiment where they created an AI, an artificial intelligence, basically created a Twitter account and put in all these parameters oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah, it yeah. to learn. Yeah. Um, and basically, the moral of this story is if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, can you still teach a robot to be racist? Which is apparently yes, because what they did is they, they left it open for it to learn from users. Users could ask it questions, could uh, could 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 you create something user generated um, to, to make a better online bot that would respond to stuff? And unfortunately, abusive users basically uh, began to converse with the program and tricked it into being racist, ignorant, cruel. It was just bad news. So basically trolls went on and taught this robot how to be mean, how to, they trolled the robot into being able to troll other people. Um, and again, there were really no parameters on it. There wasn't really any oversight on how to, uh, 
on how to uh, on how to make sure this didn't go wrong. And of course, it did go wrong within a day. Um, the program uh, took it down. But it's it's another one of those where you got to understand the audience. You got to understand mm -hmm. the platform. Hey, let's move on to uh, let's move on to question four or tip four tip actually. Four. Yeah. Okay. Scripts for the numbers right there. Just, yeah. 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 There it is. <laughs> so. What we want to do is focus on quality followership over quantity. Yeah, and this is a big one. It's uh, it's a lot to do with the idea that businesses think they need to be on social media um, just to build up followers, just to get any follower they want. Uh, MSN had a really good uh, or really bad version of this. We're basically really good example. Really good example of a bad way to do it. Exactly. Uh, they they said BG's co-founder Robin Gibb dies at 62. Click like to pay your respects. And you see this all over all the time, and it's and it's things like, well, you don't care if you don't hit like, or you don't care if you don't hit follow. If you don't send this to ten people right now, you will not have good luck. Right. Um, that used to be on MySpace, and yeah, I used to hate getting that stuff because I'm superstitious. So um, <laughs> it's guys like him that they were trying to get to hit follow, but it's ultimately it's unqualified users. It's an right. unqualified group uh, of users. You can't. It, it, it's it's um, flawed and skewed data. You're yep. getting people mm -hmm. to like. It's not your audience. Mm. So finally, our last tip and point: uh, we want to utilize paid ad placement tools. Yeah, and this is a big one, of course, for us because we are in uh, the industry. I I actually came on with Griffin Wink and Warehouse 75 as a social media manager, right. um, and you have that job now in addition to inbound marketing coordinator. So yep. this is something we know a lot about, but it's something that's really really difficult uh, to discuss with clients. And you know, I started in this profession five years ago, and Facebook has gone through numerous algorithm changes mm -hmm. and ways they they rank data and the ways they share data mm -hmm. with followers um, and. Since this algorithm has changed, you know they don't allow for pages to reach their entire audience as they, much, even or, yeah, as much right. organic reach because as they they realize we have so many people on this platform that we would be stupid not to ask people to pay for those impressions because they're basically giving away free. Yeah. Impressions. It'd be like television stations during the Super Bowl giving away ads for free. Yeah, and that's just kind of where we are. It used to be you'd get, you'd reach 10, 15% of your right. organic followership. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but there was a point where you could reach a lot more. Now it's like it's about five three. to ten percent of your audience penetration. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, like three to six percent. Yeah, and so you basically have to, uh, you know, it's a pay-to-play platform. Um, but here's the the good news: is that if you can come alongside someone, a professional that knows how to do it well, or if you can research it and figure out how to do it well, then you can take advantage of all of this kind of cognitive dissonance right. that's going along, all of this noise that happens on social media, you can cut through that mm -hmm. and hit the consumer at um, at where they will actually be making a decision for right. you. So uh, it's it's kind of, uh, it's a good news, bad news kind of thing. It's bad news that you're not getting as much organic reason that you have to pay, but it's good news that there are people that are now versed in this uh, well enough to be able to seriously help you out with it and take your brand right. to that next level. And there, and there is a silver lining in paying for ads on mm -hmm. Facebook or other social media. I'm, I just stick with Facebook because that's really the only one that I've seen work exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. uh, you are getting a lot of quantifiable data. Mm -hmm. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for the impressions, obviously, but you're getting all this data in return, and it's highly targeted, useful, relevant data. So all these points that we talked about before, Paid ads help remedy all of those, and you can control the message. You can control yep. who sees it. You don't have backlash like this. Now, there's always going to be somebody on there that's going to say yep. something stupid and make <laughs> you look bad, and you're going to have to give away a free sandwich or something. I don't know, but you know, it's it's 
It's much more controlled. Right, it's a yeah. controlled environment. It's like a controlled burn. I'm using a lot of analogies today, folks. Um, <laughs> but we'll put all these tips uh, and tools up in a blog on lifeofthebrand.com. Exactly. Read back through them, check out some of the examples. Uh, we'll post some links to more examples in that blog as well. Um, guys, thanks for watching. Again, find us on Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Instagram. Um, check us out in all those places. Right, and actually, next week is July 4th, so have a great Independence Day. We will not be coming live that Tuesday. We'll be coming live on Wednesday. So check us out then. We'll see you guys then. Bye.